is The Hill. Talking Rugby League with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Here we are on The Hill, episode 15, 16. Not even sure yet, you know, at that point. And I know it's a crossover comment, but once I sort of got to 15 or 16 in cricket, I lost count batting um and that's the same with the terry with the hill uh we're broadcasting once again ladies and gentlemen from the west of melbourne can't tell you exactly where but i'm going to narrow it down a little bit because yesterday i got news my family got news that uh um we are in a hot spot one of dan andrews 10 hot spots bit of a stitch up really when you think about like happy to do my contribution to the state and the country uh, but uh, you know, one of the suburbs in my postcode has been notoriously bad for coronavirus. The rest of us have been doing well, but because we're in the, uh, or I should say well, uh, mm. but um, because we're on the same postcode, um, you know, we're stitched up and we're locked down for a month. Don't know what it means for the Hill, but because of that, we've been scrambling, Sparks and I, and we do now broadcast from lunchtime, a lunchtime broadcast of this episode. We don't know what's going to happen the next couple of weeks. Happy to take your guidance on that, actually. But uh, what is for sure is that Rugby League has still been cracking on. Now, Sparks, related to that, I'm going to talk to you about being ostracised, cast out, denied, blocked from Sydney because for legal purposes you're a Victorian. Now, that's something we can discuss. Flanders doesn't want you here, nor does Palaszczuk, nor does any state, actually. Maybe just making good on how we've all felt about Victorians for a while. <laughs> Um, but other things to talk about, mate, uh, you know, a couple of teams march on, including yours. Um, Phil Gould said that the top six locked in, is locked in. You're going you're gonna to talk about that. Um, one of our social media friends, uh, one of our compadres out in the digital space has um, changed identities. We might touch on that very delicately as well. That is the NRL economist has outed himself, has um, decided to lose the anonymity um, so that's worth discussing as well. And, uh, yeah, you know, the code just rumbles on, Sparks. I'm enjoying it. How are you? Hi, Pezza. Hi, listeners. Mate, I'm well. And I'm enjoying a daytime podcast. I've always enjoyed daytime football. Daytime I've always anything. consider myself a daytime footballer. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. You know, blue skies, it's a dry track. Uh, I might use the ball a bit. And yeah. You've should, shaved as well. You're looking it. slimline again. Yeah, just thought, you know, just for, for the daytime sort of stuff. Thought I'd ask. Thinnish jumper down. from you as well. That works. You, you, and you can only pull off a slim, a slim jumper. As and by that I mean like it's not a thick cotton jumper. You can only pull it off if you're actually looking a bit slim as well. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, I've been putting in some work, but oh. this isn't the fitness podcast. It's a league podcast. And yeah, look, the Tigers. I think they've turned a corner. Okay. Like I was extremely happy with that. I just just sort of ticked that off pretty quickly here. Uh, really, really impressed with that. And yeah, you I mean, you said it yourself. Phil Gould said the top six is done, so stop the fight. So that's it. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if he did that in error. I don't know if he checked the top six, but <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like he might have made just an just error. He's like, oh, well, the Tigers in there as well. Don't be the Wizard of Oz yet. Don't give us a peek behind the curtain of mm. how you actually feel about the Tigers. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure Gus knows exactly who's in the top six. Mm. But look, that excites me. I think that's... Gould's comment or just the Tigers? Gould's comment, the Tigers winning well, when they were the favourites. Well, you'd have to be excited. I mean, last week you, know? you, said, you said it was the biggest game in the club's exactly. history. Now, now, what, just to answer me this, what's uh-huh. usually the biggest game in, the clubs, in a club's history? Oh, usually? Usually, it would usually be a finals yeah. game, I would have thought. probably say, say winning a grand final. Maybe a grand final. Maybe and winning Well, one. sometimes yeah. they say the prelim's the hardest game before sure. the grand final, but it could be a preliminary final. Yeah, and, and the Tigers have been in a grand final? 
Yes. Yeah, one one. Yes. Yeah. How'd you celebrate that? Oh well, we we painted we painted Balmain all colours mm. of of uh, black and gold. Victoria Victoria Road was shut down. It was mm. brilliant. And, and given Sunday's six thirty p.m. match mm. was the biggest match mm. in the club's history, mm. how'd you celebrate this win? Oh, it was a, di- a bit of a different style. I'm a bit older these days, so I was you know more leave that sort of party to the young blokes these days and. No, I just, uh, what did I do? I can't even remember now. Might have had a quiet drink and a bit of dinner. What do, you, do you remember what you made for dinner? No, I can't actually off the top of my head. Do you, oh, um, no, did you I discuss the victory with your, can't. with your partner? Yeah, a little bit. She was happy for me. Suppose we all evolved, don't we? Yeah. Mm. But, you know, it's the season's not finished yet, so you can't celebrate too hard. But a really good sign there uh, for the Tigers... And yeah, well, you know, mm. a fair bit else happening in the code, though. Yeah, okay. So, so Pen, uh, Penrith and Melbourne, they're still very good. Yeah, for the weekend. Yeah, that that looks that looks about right. Uh, <laughs> Panthers, Nat Cleary playing very well. Nat, yeah. out of his skin. Nath, you prefer Nat to Nath, don't you? I think he prefers Nat. If you listen to Ivan Cleary, he calls him Nat. Has he really? I thought we were just doing that as a stitch up. No, no, I would doing it because that's what Ivan does. If you just listen closely, Zoe and Nat. I thought, I thought I'd people say Nath. Nath is a very is sort of Penrith. Nat, is it Nat Wood? I think his yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah. He like played for Wood, the Roosters yeah. Yeah. as like a boxer. I yeah. think him and Ivan Cleary are really good friends. He might have named him after him. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. Well, who do I name my son Teddy after? Mm, yeah, well. Mm. Right. He used to play for the Tigers. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, mate. Panthers and Melbourne, good. Chooks and Raiders. I think showed their class, but for two different sort of reasons. I felt like the Roosters played pretty ordinarily, and they were sort of getting, you know, uh, like they were getting well, it they, taken to them by a injuries. pretty ordinary team. Yeah, Ferrells, Radley injuries, but they still just won. Convinced uh-huh. they won by three tries mm. and did it really easily. Like that just shows their class. And the Raiders, I thought, actually showed they were really good by only just losing to Para, who were the form team of the comp. But there was. What the Roosters was it? the form team of the comp, yeah. Well, apparently the comp, but anyway. Uh, 24-12, I think it was, with about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes to go. And it just looked like it could have been, I think Parramatta were on the attack. It looked like it could have ended up sort of one of those 34-12 games. To a lesser side, it probably would have. But Canberra showed some class by getting back oh, into agree. the game. I'll and watch bring that game. it into Golden Point. Like that was mm. actually, I know they lost, mm. but if I'm a Raiders fan, mm. I'm really, really encouraged by that. Yeah, me too. And... Through the week, we got some clarity on what's happening with John Bateman. That is, it's going to be his last year at the Raiders. He's off. Uh, mm-hmm. the, some club's going to nab him. I think the Tigers should, but no, apparently the dogs no are going to get him. him. You wouldn't go anywhere near him? No. Why? Uh, character over class. Is that the is that the saying? Mate, how selfish is this bloke? How? How selfish is this guy? How? Well, the Raiders, Sticky, Stick went and got him. Found him, got him an NRL contract, said, mate, I believe in you. Others won't, but I'll believe in you. I'll give you a run at the NRL. I'll give you half a million a season and I'll pay the transfer fee to get you over here. What does he do in return? Says in the week before the grand final, they finally made a grand final. Oh, I want to be out of this joint. They're not paying me enough. The Raiders offered him more. So we'll throw it up to 700 or whatever it was. No, not enough. Not enough. I'll go somewhere else. Walks out on the mid-contract. Let's this stuff go. I'm sure it's, you know, having a negative impact on them. And it, you know, it's selfish. So, 
Sport Madge is trying to build at the Tigers. He's not the guy, you know. Hmm. He's not the guy for us. I don't know, man. I genu- is that too harsh? Genu- well, I don't know. I, gen- I mean, genuinely, genuinely, um, always uh, look at that kind of uh, the way things play out in the press as um, like very difficult to read. Firstly, who's kind of leading those things, and then secondly, like I reckon the the impact of those things on players may be overstated. Like I get the impression in all through professional sport more and more throughout the last like 10 to 15 to 20 years that players um, are increasingly like sympathetic to teammates of theirs who are normally friends as well who are searching for um, improved contracts for their life, you know, and for their family. I just think the the relationship that players have to clubs, r- rightly or wrongly, and a lot of times wrongly, but it's a system they live in, um, you know, dictates that players are sort of it's it's a little bit more au fait and accepted between teammates if a player wants to go somewhere else. And I was listening to um, because you know while we scrambled to get ready for this mm. show, I was listening he was to scramble the, and, and he was scrambled. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny you say that because I was listening to him. I was listening to Robbie Farrell <laughs> uh, on the NRL podcast with Brett Kamali, and it was Kamali who was saying. In relation to Bateman, he's like, you know, this will be great for them, great for the Raiders that they know he's off because finally there is some clarity on what's happening with him and the players will say, hey, you know, we've had some great success with this guy. He's a friend of ours and it's his last year at the club. Let's have a good year, you know, rather than what's happening, you know, what's happening with Bateman. Now, the question of what's happening with Bateman for the last six months, you might say, well, he's brought that on by going out to the press, but they would have known that whether he's gone to the press or not. We don't know what he's like as a bloke. He actually seems to be a fairly popular guy. Agree. Um, so to sort of suggest that, like, well, the way this has played out in public indicates selfishness on his part, I'm not sure. And and also with the Raiders, like, they can't pay him what he's worth, right? That's fine because they're probably opting to pay other guys more as the value of the team increases. So with any luck, you know, it's been a mutual decision. I don't know. It didn't sound mutual, not from what Sticky was saying. Was maybe Stick saying he should he should accept less. Cause, like, this isn't a Ryan Madison thing. You know, well, situation. it's not just about saying accept less. It's just saying honour your contract. Mm. It, it is a Ryan Madison thing. It's the exact same thing that Ryan Madison did. Mm, oh, okay. Well, uh, well I listen, think the you literally have to get out of this the only house difference, soon. The only difference... With Ryan Madison is I think Ryan Madison positionally wasn't happy with where he was playing at the Tigers. I think Bateman's fine playing where he was on the edge there. But I, I, I see it as exactly the same. Albeit, John Bateman does seem like a more likeable person. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. And I actually think, you know, the broader point we're making is um, that the Raiders, uh, you know, are going to be in better stead, A, with the fact that they're starting to play well, B, that Bateman's future is now sorted and known, Certainly less of a distraction. Sanity. C, Curtis Scott's been dropped. So, Oh, did they drop him? To the bench, yeah. Okay, hey, so, just while we're talking contracts, can yeah. we just quickly go into the Benji Marshall stuff? The clickbait. Okay, yeah, the yeah, clickbait. okay, yeah, let's just go top Just because we're on, Yeah, you know? okay, yeah, clickbait. And that people, people and are waiting for our view on this, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people in the press started saying on Monday and Tuesday this week that because Benji Marshall had been dropped that he would automatically start looking for a new club to go to and that there were reports that he was out there actively talking to other clubs or getting his manager to talk to other clubs. Uh, and, I, you know, we talked about this offline oh, yeah. uh, yesterday and I said oh, I'll be very surprised if he's going to do that because, one, that's not the way he is mm-hmm. uh, and, B, it would be completely against the spirit of the contract, the nature of the contract in bringing him back uh, to finish his career at the Tigers because he's a Tigers legend. 
And lo and behold, he goes on to NRL 360 and pretty much laughs it all off and says, people that thought that don't know anything about me at all. I'm staying here and I'm going to work my way back into first grade and get the Tigers into the semifinals. A few things about the Marshall thing I'd like to... I think you've spun that a little bit, to be fair, because amid all of that... That's not really my go. That's also spin. (laughs) Um, So the discussion we had on WhatsApp yesterday... Mm. um, was about the ethics of Marshall um, shopping, being mm. shopped, shopping himself slash being shopped around. The first thing, let's clear up. Being shopped by his manager, not the club. That's right. But managers, so so managers are entitled to find the best um, environment for their client. Agreed. Some don't. Some some actually shop their client around so they get their percentage of the of the fee and all that yeah, kind of thing. Which right? might be happening with Bateman separ- too, but yeah, anyway. That's a separate thing. Yeah, that's right. And Bateman yeah. is tied to yes. um, some characters have been in the press lately. Yeah. So the argument we had was about uh, and, and, and you tried to spin it as saying, Well, he's be a bad person if he's a club, so I don't think he'll leave a club either. Mm. But I was just saying his manager is entitled to with, with Benji, who's been man of the match in two out of four games, he's equal Dally M leader. Um now, for all intents and purposes, not um, in the West Tigers starting side when mm. everybody's fit. His manager in his last season, I think, is entitled to snoop around, sniff around and see, hey, can Benji, is there someone else who might take him? Is there a club that might be interesting to Benji? Now, Benji's come out and confirmed that his manager has done that. Benji's also said, I didn't ask him to do that. Now, I'm going to treat that with a little bit of cynicism, right? I mean, when does a manager go and represent a client, a player, a person without their consent to somebody else. Oh, I think you're starting to spin it now. That's what no, part of that is ma- wrong. You said the manager that clubs contacted the manager. The manager didn't go out talking to clubs. That's two different things. You're saying the manager accepted calls. Yeah. And just shut it down. Yeah, because that was Benji's instruction. Okay. Yeah. Can I just tell you why this frustrates me? Like, it, it, I don't like the. The club legend's integrity sort of gets questioned like that. That's the first thing, okay? But the second thing is, it's from a coaching perspective, like so from Maguire's perspective, Mm. and this is the thing because coaches are the ones that have their heads on the chopping block the whole time, Mm. all right? We see it, there's five or six coaches Mm. currently all being, you know, um, touted as, you know, on their last legs or they're going to get mm. sacked. Stephen Cooney's already got sacked. So how is it that Michael Maguire can, who's been asked to facilitate change at the club, has mm. been asked to get the strongest roster mm. onto the field, part of that is he should be safe enough to select players that he feels are best for the team to win and mm. also best to set standards, to drive culture. I agree. He should be safe enough to do that without having players revolt and go, oh, well, I'll just leave and go somewhere else. Mm. Because if, if players are just going to continue to do that and mm. as a game, the game keeps accepting that's fine to happen, mm. then the coaches are stuffed. They're never going to be able to do it. Mm. And I have a feeling that there's some player stuff going up. Uh, I was going to say north of the border. It's quite north of the border down mm. here up in Brizzy. I'm sure there's player stuff going that's revolt that there, there's sort of player revolt against Seabold and mm. there's some Bennett stuff going on. That has to be happening up there. And I just feel for the coaches because, yeah, they're the guys that are constantly under pressure mm. and it's harder for them to get a job somewhere else. Mm. 
Yeah, and you're saying that if Benji, if it played out that Benji decided to seek new opportunities as he's, um, um, let's just say, legally entitled to do, that doesn't mean it's necessarily you know moral or sure. reflects well on his integrity, but say he's allowed to do that. Let's say if he did go to another club, you would be disappointed because you'd, and, and you're saying he wouldn't do it, but theoretically if he did, you'd be like, well, you know, if you get dropped, you know, you gotta you got to wear that. Basically, yeah, you got to wear you got you got to wear it for the club. It's not just wear same. it, but also buy and go. Okay, why did mm. I get dropped? And he talked about mm. that to his credit. You know, mm. he said I thought it was first about my game management, but mm. it turns out it was defence. Mm. So I got to get better at it. Mm. And you know, to be fair to Benji, it's not it's not his lack of ability of tackling. It's to do with his feet, and he's just old. That's all. He's just a bit slow. I think that's that's mm. the problem. I think age has caught up with him. Mm. Father time has caught up with him. Father time, and um, it's just a bit you know hard for him to attack. Uh, sorry to defend. Speaking of defending, would you defend Corey Horsburgh's actions? Any um, and every day of the week. Now, yeah. you, you know, you want to question some guy's integrity. So just for background for those who um, who missed it, Corey Horsburgh, a, a hard-working back rower for the Canberra Raiders, probably, you know, not one of the higher-profile players, but um, playing against the Eels on the weekend, uh, suffered a, what are you, Lynn Franker injury, what do you call it? Some, some Something injury to, do to with his foot, to yeah. his foot. Yeah, Sounded the Vanilla Frankie injury, and... Uh, uh, at the hands of an ex-Tiger Ryan Madison, mm. um, which um, yeah, had you had you had your piss boiled, uh, and um, at the end of this exchange where, where where Madison sort of unfortunately injured Horsburgh, we saw vision of of Corey Horsburgh, I think saying something to the effect, I'm just lip reading something to the effect of "I'll fucking bash you." Okay, um, and uh, but but it also looked like he was crying while he was saying mm. that. Uh, he was saying it through tears, like a like a um, a like a year nine student who'd been pushed too far in class, you yeah. know, and hadn't quite gone through that anger management class that they'll go through yeah, later that's on. Right. And I say that with respect to Corey. And totally. Then as he walked off the field, accompanied by Brett White, mm. um, he um, stuck two fingers up uh, to the crowd, most of which are cardboard cutouts, but that's obviously right. would have been some actual humans in the crowd. And it just so ended a, an episode that has many Raiders fans lauding Horsburgh and many others saying good on him absolutely go for it Corey and I'll be another one of those people yeah. to say go for it Corey mm. I loved everything I saw from it mm. passion he cares about it you know cares about his performance cares about his club tears signal care I reckon because it wasn't it wasn't tears out of pain it was tears out of emotion and okay. I've got no problem with with that you know the bit of red mist and he's only a young bloke himself he's still sort of working all that stuff out I think the human brain isn't fully developed until the age of 25, 26 Peza. of course yeah not an expert on that but I'm pretty mm. sure it's right so he's still okay. working through all that stuff mm. uh, and I reckon I'd far prefer to see stuff like that happen you know than things like what we saw up at the Broncos with them sort of laughing and carrying on after they'd lost their fifth straight game mm. so more Corey less Isaac Luke for mine mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I, I think I think that's well said. I think that's well said. I think there's a few things you could probably pick up around. Oh yeah, there it is. Couldn't just give me a compliment. Just couldn't couldn't do it. Almost, almost, almost got one out of here. Almost got it. Well done, Sparks. That was pretty good. Is that all you want? Uh, just not not all the time. Just every once in a while might be nice. Mm. Might be nice, mate. Um, yeah, I think you're pretty keen on it. It's a strange relationship. Uh, New coach didn't quite fix the Warriors, did No, they? not quite, no. And this is your favourite coach. So this is a guy that you thought should be coaching the Tigers, Todd Payton. Oh, well, just your selective memory, but that's good. Is it what part of that is wrong? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I just liked it. 
I wanted it because I liked the former player becoming the... I wanted two reasons I like Peyton. One, former player coaching club. I really like that. We've talked about this before on this podcast. And secondly, he was a Tim Sheens guy. You know, so I reckon he would have brought a lot of Tim Sheens style of play which turns out I actually really liked, even though I was kind of critical of some of it towards the end. Oh, I mean, I think by this point on the cast, most of the audience know that you actually hold every opinion that's possible to hold over the course of time. And right. then when it comes to reflecting on it, you just pick the it's time reflective. you said that thing. It's being reflective. It's, reflect- no, it's, it's like being reflective like- and agile. Like, mm. I've got the ability to be <laughs> agile and pivot, you know, uh, where I need to. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm quite comfortable. I'm quite comfortable best. with how... Oh, I'm sure you are. With, with how yeah. I sort of act. I do like Sheens. I don't like Sheens. I do like Sheens. I do like Farrah. I don't like him. I do like him. I do like Taylor. I don't like him. You know, like honestly, you've held every opinion about every coach and high profile player in the game. And then when it suits you, you just come back and say, see what I said? That's right. And you know, you've done it this year with the Broncos. Going to make the grand final. They're a basket case. I was about to text you when they were going to win. You know, I mean, it's just, it's actually genius. Yeah. Really. Cheers. Um, so, but, yeah, but the other thing I want to say about Peyton is, um, oh, we'll get on to like Cam Smith and Craig Bellamy okay. offering him at the end of the game. But yeah. um, <laughs> he's looking trim, Peyton. I'm like it. It's uh, good, isn't and it? the yeah. beard looks good. Beard he's looks just good. happy with uh, you know all, us baldies who, who have beards. We, you're always looking out for your brothers, and it's good to see Peyton, who was you know a, a rounder kind of guy mm. in his playing career, just looking trim. I don't know yeah. what it is, but the beard and the beard, trim. the beard good. is good, and it actually goes like it, it extends. Um, up toward like up towards his cheeks, you know, That's it's right. not a receded beard. That's which, right. Yeah, unfortunately, has so it's a really good beard for a bald man. And yeah, the bald I'm really looks happy good for him. Too. Yeah, I'm really happy for him. Yeah, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, he, he was Alfred, and and his um his face in the background just made a beautiful contrast oh. to uh Smith and Bellamy. Um, oh, just the whole thing about it was perfect. So just for background for those who didn't see, uh, at the end of the game that where, where Melbourne beat the Warriors fifty to six or whatever it was, um. As most teams have been doing, they've been acknowledging the Warriors for helping get the comp mm. up and running away from their family and friends. And um, Smith and Bellamy entered the, the Warriors change rooms, you know, which is an escalation from Sanctity. just something on the... F- yeah, that's right. And uh, Smith came in, just hands on hands on hips, addressing the team. Uh, wouldn't say necessarily, you know, that the, the team's body language is necessarily, you know, welcoming of that, but they've just been pumped by Smith. Mm. And then Bellamy comes in. Uh, and he's just sort of talking from the side of the room a little bit and just had a few words to say. I don't know if he was feeling uncomfortable, but either way, the entire thing was just, uh, you know, an 101 alphering mm. uh, of the New Zealand Warriors. Mm. And in the background was Todd Payton, uh, just no eye contact, looking at the ground, yeah, legs looking out. Looking straight ahead sort of kind thing, Kind of, yeah. you know, wiggling his tongue around his cheek as well, as, you know, obviously trying to yeah. hold a few things in. So the whole thing was a great episode, really. Well, apparently he just said before they came in or something that they need to stop uh, with the excuses and they just need to start playing football. Yeah, and if anything, it. if anything, they said, use, this, use the fact that you're away from your families to play well. Honour them and I play well, you know. I'm so not sure about that. Well, I mean, I don't know either, but we're also not in... Oh no, we're in not that in that situation. Well, if we're going to apply that test, we wouldn't have a podcast because we're not in any rugby league situation. Oh, we're just point. two blocks in <laughs> on the hill. Well, we're not two blocks on the hill in West Footscray. Let's be honest. Yeah, good Three point. Three one two hotspot uh, zone. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> we're not in, so we'll never know. I mean, should that be the name of the show? Hey, Todd Payne was wearing some pretty good shoes too. Yeah, actually, good point. I saw. Yeah, he looks like good, that. Payton. He just, yeah. 
I like that. Uh-huh. You know, he lost fifty to six in his first game, and Roy Masters has said he's an ambitious coach. Yeah. slightly inferring that he was part of getting rid of Stephen mm. Kearney or Carney, depending on when you listened and yeah. watched the rugby league. Because I would have thought that all the other sixteen coaches they wouldn't have held much ambition at all in That's their right. time. You know, mm. they're just like, oh yeah, I just do a bit of coaching and you know mm. I'll get get to the elite level mm. without any ambition at all. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, okay, um, not really interested in sharks versus manly. Man. Well, Pumped, okay, uh, yeah. spine stability you've written here. I'm like literally reading Sparks, and Sparks does prepare a large part of the show um, today because of the scramble. It's written down, and he's got it on dotted paper, um, and he's written down spine stability helped Sharks beat Manly to claim Steve Rogers Cup, which will be proudly displayed at Carilla Golf Club. <laughs> it's a big business, old rugby league, mate. It's a big business. You got to realise this. Don't go and talk to someone that works at the NRL, mate, because you won't understand. It's a business. The code's a business <laughs> at Corella Golf Club. <laughs> uh, the Titans beat Brizzy. How did we not see this coming, to be honest? So, cre- yeah. So, uh, What uh, in God's green earth is going on at Brizzy? I still think they'll come good. That's just my prediction. I think they'll be fine. You know what's sort of weird? They're just young. But they would, like, they were 2 0. Before the pandemic, yeah. like they beat, and then that first beat, game back against Parra was the Gold, game of the year. They beat the Gold Coast mm. at uh, Seabus. No, at like the no, they beat the Cowboys. Sorry, at the new Cowboys Stadium. Yeah. Like that's a big occasion. Yeah. Then they beat someone else. Uh, okay. Souths. No, they beat Souths. Mm. Like they were, things were looking good, mm. and then uh, people are saying that like the new style just doesn't suit them. I don't get how that works because. You know, and you know, maybe after all of this, I come to to learn that I don't know that much about the code. But I you haven't that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I thought that would suit those guys because they had forwards that are mobile. So like, it's, it's going to be more sort of you know, sort of one on one kind of play, less wrestle. They would have like they have forwards that can use footwork, but. Just on that, just on that, isn't it amazing how quickly the conversation turns from like how you know how much the game has changed to like oh. Yeah, this is league now. We're fine with it. I know there's a bit of talk about how to set restarts work and they've got to clean that up a bit and the sound's weird and we don't know why people are getting set restarts and stuff. But, like, I feel like the game is – like, I feel like that teams are adjusting to what's happening in the middle. They're, they're changing their teams accordingly. Mate, it's 13 blokes and a footy, you know. Like, exactly. there's always exactly. a couple of exactly. different exactly, changes, mate. but it's all exactly, the same. Exactly, mate. Uh, exactly. Got something about the Tigers here. We're going to leave uh, that. What's happening off the field? Uh, surfaces. Yeah, surfaces, yeah, mate, chewed up. They're getting chewed up and uh, mm. causing a lot of injuries. Can I just ask you, like, did yeah. people not see this coming? I mean, uh, a place like uh, Bank West, yeah. I think, had like... That, it has like four games a weekend at yeah. it. So, that's like 10 games in the space of sometimes nine days. I mean, did they not think this through? Like, no, did you Tim, I think, that, I think they have. And I think the lesson, and no one will say this, and that's why the Hill is fearless, is that, the you know, you've, you've alluded to this before, but... As you said, you know, me minutes ago, rugby league is a business. It's mm. a big business, and the players are pawns. Mm. And frankly, it was like, mate, we we got we got TV yeah, contracts that we need to satisfy. Here's some stadiums that have grass on them. Yeah, a couple of problems. Okay, teams have players. They'll just put other players on the field. Mm. We got contracts. We got to get baby. You know, all right, a couple of ACLs in a game. What's a, couple, what's a couple of ACLs between friends? Yeah, exactly. Know, clubs issue. Go get that operated on. Yeah, go move on. Develop arthritis for the rest of your life. Game moves right. on. 
players are pawns. But anyway, Benji, don't leave the club. You got you old to the club. Um, we've talked about Bateman. We've talked about Benji. Uh, crowd slowly coming back now. Your let's talk about you. Firstly, you were going to go up to Sydney. Uh, you know ostensibly to see your family, um, which is always code for the Tigers are playing. Wow. And, uh, um, but, but Peter Vlandis has said that you are not allowed. Now, what's funny about this is that, like, were you not on this show, we'd laugh at the prospect that, like, Victorians may be turning up from their own state to watch games of rugby league in Sydney or uh, Brisbane or whatnot. But it mm. turns out you're exactly that person and Vlandis saying, get out of here, you're not welcome. Yeah. And how does that feel? Mm. Well, from an individual perspective, it feels harsh, but it's a bit harsh. but collectively, it's probably mm. fair. Mm. He's kind of a bit hard, though, isn't he? It's like all, well, all, everything's getting xenophobic now with the premiers yeah. and stuff. Well, what he's said is no Victorians are allowed in. We won't let Victorians into the stadium. Mm. And now, you know, I guess the the normal way to do that mm. would be to sort of show your ID on walking in, mm. because I can just tell them I'm not Victorian. And they can say, well, hang on, let me let me have a look at your license. Well, no, here's the I test. Said, I'll, yeah, do, I'll do I'd the test for you. I'd much prefer a, a more... I'll, I'll do a test for you to see if you're Victorian. Okay. Bucks. Okay. Do you say uh, Alfred Hospital or Alfred Hospital? Yeah, that's Alfred. Okay. Do you say uh, the, the name, the female name, Alison or Ellison? Yeah, Alison. Okay, good. Um, just flipping that round again. Um, do, do, you go, do you go and get a dollar coffee or, you know, a dirty hot dog from 7-Eleven or 7-Eleven? <laughs> 7-Eleven, okay. not 7-Eleven. Um, the, the famous Disney character, Cruella de Vil or um, Cruella de Vil? Yeah, well, Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Um, you eat your cereal in the morning. Kellogg's or Kellogg's? Kellogg's. Hmm. That's, a, that's, a where you that's an American. Where, where, yeah, I know, but is it's it Kellogg, Kellogg's cornflakes or Kellogg's yeah, cornflakes? Uh, trying to have a protein-based uh, breakfast these days anyway. Okay. Uh, and where do you live? Flemington or well, Flemington? exactly right. Flemington. So, you know, that's So, okay, you're not, from, you're not Victorian. Exactly. I can pronounce an E. Let and me in. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me in. Let you me know? in, Peter. Oh, Peter. Not Peter. <laughs> I don't think I said Peter. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so no Vicks allowed in the games. Um, Melbourne's in Queensland, sunny coast. It's all, it's all getting a bit hard to follow, really, where people are getting... And the AFL's cooked as well. I think it's pretty easy to follow, isn't it? I think everyone's allowed back in, except for Melbourne. <laughs> I think that's basically it. <laughs> There's some really low-key, there's some good state wars going on in Australia at the moment. It's good and bad. You know, like, are we a country? You know, we've only been a country. We've only been federated for Mm. just over 100 100 or so years. Like, are we a country? Because this has shown that we are a kind of collection of states in a lot of ways. So, uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, pardon me. You just, Spike's giving me the wind-up there. Okay. Um, That's rich. Who would you rather be, Sparks, Scott Geddes or Scott Goulet? Yeah, look, all right. Well, look, I'm going to be Geddes yeah. today. Oh, okay. No, look, I'll tell you why. Yeah, I just, please. I just love to be a one-club player at South. Mm. That's what he's done. Like, I think he's got about 125 games uh, in a sort of an interesting... He was in the rebuild period, really, you know, when they were sort of going... Like, he sort of probably had some John Lang days as a coach, some Jason Taylor days as a coach, and he probably caught the start of Madge. Mm. You know, so it was... You know, would have been Russell Crowe would have been in and around the joint when yeah. he was there. Play for the Bears too, coach the Bears. Uh, and yeah, and I guess we've talked a bit of fitness on this podcast already. Uh, he's just massive. I'd just like yeah. to know what that feels like. He actually um, is married to an old colleague of mine, Aaron. He actually well. seems like an amazing guy. He's like, a lovely just a person. Really good bloke. I've never met I him. Have, but I've met him. Yeah, I had a beer or two no with him. Lovely, salt of the earth man. Yeah. A great, 
representative stalwart of the South Sydney yeah, Rabbitohs. Yeah. Played, for the North, boy, isn't he? played for the North Sydney Bears and coached there. And he's married to an old colleague and friend of mine, Aaron, yeah. now Aaron Geddes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be Scott Goulet just because okay. I want to be a dual international. Cheers. Uh, are you interested? Yeah, I'm really interested to start this segment. We're yeah. really pushing through today because we've got a, we've got some time constraints yeah, today. Time constraints, yeah. Uh, so let's just have a little look at my notes that are in dotted paper that a few people have worked out. I'm going to address that a bit later. Uh, <laughs> we'll wait to address it, yeah. Pezza, a couple of these are articles. A couple of these are just sort of issues. The first thing, mm. the cross-code test match. Are you interested? Yeah, hell Kiwis, yeah. Hell yeah. All Blacks, sorry, versus yeah. Kangaroos. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's happening. There's a lot of talk about it. Like, a lot of I talk am about a, it happening around Christmas. You I know? am and I'm not, mate, because like I love the um I love the hypothetical like the hypothetical of all blacks versus Australia and kangaroos. But all of the history to date of those cross code matches have just resulted in um joke exhibition games, you mm. know? And and that's because the games are fundamentally very, very different. I'm interested if they somehow create a um, good set of rules, like a real mix between the two. Like, yeah. I, I want to see 80 minutes of one game. I don't want to see any of this, like, yeah, like half, oh, do half, half, and half. Yeah, half and half field. I heard Matt John suggests that. Oh, yeah, How does that, that work when you're kicking and stuff? Um, and, and he was like, yeah, half and half, easy. I don't know, Matty. And then um, I don't, I'm not a fan of, like, one whole rugby union game, one whole league game. Yeah, but, but then again, watching... Both watching, I'm probably more interested in watching the Kangaroos play rugby union than I am All Blacks play league. But yeah, how about this for an idea? Okay, mate. One game of league, one game of union, one game of AFL, <laughs> Aussie rules, or soccer, just mate, something else. Or what basketball. About a, what about a sporting decathlon? <laughs> exactly. One game of everything: cricket. <laughs> Why not? Netball. It's, it seems like anything goes at the moment. Mm. If you can put it on TV, yeah. then it's, it's going to happen. Handball, four square. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm interested. Yeah. Why Robinson, that's Trent Robinson, looks mm-hmm. to Liverpool Patriots to drive red-hot roosters in the SMH. Are you interested? Liverpool, comma, Patriots. Yeah, so he looks thing. to the Liverpool and the Patriots. No, I, I could not be less interested in that type of article. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're why, interested why does he do because, because well, they're no, good. Well, no, I'm not going to open it. Good. Probably. You're interested in Seabold's theories. Look what that got him, though. Yeah, I am because it's new and different. You know, it's like I'm interested in... Batsmen in cricket or batters who bat a bit differently. I want to hear new things. I'm not interested in Trent Robinson essentially consolidating the Roosters brand as just leaders who are the best. Right. This Good is stuff. also out of the uh, SMH. Yeah. It's just a, a simple headline. Swans chairman fearful of Volandi's NRL. Are oh. you interested? Who, who wrote it? Uh, Daniel Cherney. Cherney. I know Dan. Come on, just... just. Yes, mate. All right. Yeah, are you ready for this? Cherney writing an article actually... Um, Sort of promoting the success or the the leadership of rugby league is interesting. Journey's a massive. Uh, oh, this Saint might have fan. originally been in the Age. Anyway, it says Sydney Swans chairman Andrew Pridham has issued an ominous ominous warning <laughs> that the AFL could become rugby union if it fails to keep <laughs> investing in New South Wales and Queensland. And Pridham stressed the AFL is facing considerably stiffer competition uh, from the Volandis led NRL which the Swan Supremos said it got the jump and just talks about saying there's heaps more content for. For a rugby league and Volandis is really coming hard at them. I actually saw a really funny reply to this. Um, now that it makes sense, from Vinny Regari, who also oh yeah works at uh, the SMH. I like Vinny. Was it? He does um, what was it? It was something like it was something like never a good sign when the mere mention of your name as a sport is sufficient enough to be an insult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, I actually think AFL is becoming the new rugby union up there in Sydney, as in the sort of. 
the private school sort of game. But anyway, that's yeah, just point. my thoughts. Uh, what's next, mate? Uh, on Are You Interested? I've got one or two more for you. Okay, Can you man. just bear with me on this one? Hey, this one's for you, okay? I think you'll like this one. Season bears keep their cool. This is in the NT News. Well, um, I'm getting. Are you interested? Oh, absolutely. Just in case the NT News are, are reporting on a bear's bid. Okay, so what? Not quite. <sighs> but, but what we're looking at is an experienced Litchfield contingent. So that's Litchfield bears kept their heads on during a heated second half to emerge 28-12 victors over a fired-up brothers outfit in round two of the NRL NT 2020 A-grade premiership on Saturday night. So the Litchfield Bears doing quite well. So Litchfield is based just outside of sort of Darwin, I guess. They play, I think, around the Fred's Pass Oval in not too far from Howard Springs. Now, my point is with this is... Your point is that you lived in the NT. That's part of it. but And we should say hello to a few NT listeners because we've got a few up there. Right Billy Rees, for example. G'day, Billy. Uh, why not make, instead of the Northern Sydney, we're talking Northern Sydney, Northern East, why don't we go Northern Australian Bears mm. as a new bid? Mm. Include the Northern Territory. Mm. Northern Territory, Northern Sydney. Big fan base up there? Massive. Yeah, love it. Massive. They love Massive. the Bears. Yeah, okay. That's all for Are You Interested, mate? Hope you enjoyed that one. Fantastic, mate. All right, it's that time again. Cue the music. All right, here we go. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers, mate. Look, what a great win. We've already talked about it a little bit. I've said many times on this show that the, the difficulty for the Tigers is losing when they're the favourite. Come on, give us something. All right. Come on. Now, come they on. won that. It's great. I was really impressed, really happy with them. But let's go another step. All right, let's make it three in a row. Something they really struggle to do. I know I spun off some stats and metrics around that metrics. last week. I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. But they don't win three games in a row very often. And now they're playing top of the table Panthers. But they'll, they'll play well. I'm really confident in the performance. Now, Penrith might be a little bit too good for us, all right, just for the fact that they've probably got a few more better players, but they'll be a good performance. <laughs> Off in the way. <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not that hard. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, to, to watching that. I obviously can't go to the game because I'm apparently a Victorian for legal purposes. For legal purposes. But you don't identify as uh, well. But I'm looking forward to it. Now, I really... Well, I obviously I really like David Offaluma's performance against the Dogs. That was great. With, and it hasn't he benefited from yeah. Leilua inside? Yes. Okay, I concede that he maybe has. All right. So so you said... You, said yeah, you struggled to literally agree with David Nofaluma. Yeah. Yeah. Well... The, the guy who... He's a humble player. Let, I'm trying give, to give him a bit more credit. Let's give it, I know you're trying, and but he's, a he's, he's disagreeing. You know, he's so a we're, we're just harking to a, um, a little disagreement Sparks and I had over the weekend where I pointed out that um, Nofaluma, who's been in wonderful form for the Tigers, um, has been a beneficiary. There's nothing against Nofaluma, but has been a beneficiary from the attention that Joey Leilua attracts. Yeah. You know, It gives him space. And, it's, and that's, how, that's literally the name of the game in the code. That's why it is a beautiful team game. Mm. Now, Sparks is in interpreted that as a as a sledge uh, against David Norfoluma's independent form, which is just says more about you, uh, and also probably a reflection of the fact that you've gone hard on Leilua at the start of the season. Mm. Leilua's starting to play well for the Tigers now, and credit where it is due. All right, well, credit where it's due, BJ. I and anyway, what happened was, Sparks, Sparks, let's just finish Hang this on, off. Who's, who's, and so whose segment is And this? then today, on it's both of ours, really, but then um, today on westtigers.com.au, which is Sparks' favourite source, the official source, the, the state source... 
<laughs> the Chinese mouthpiece has come out with an article of David Norfoluma praising Lei Lua and saying he's been very responsible for his form. You know, they massacred very my, humble, they very massacred my boy, very said the godfather. Very good. Just lastly, I think it's time to quieten down the Harry Grant stuff. It's not going to do us any favours if this guy keeps getting in the news all the time. He's going to win the Dalian. So I prefer, let's just hear a little bit less about him in the papers and then we might be a Who chance of getting... Anyone that wants to listen. Is this the sort of conversation you have with yourself when you wake up? Let's just hear a little less about him in the papers. Who's who's listening to this? Well, maybe Frank Panit. Oh, well, I don't know if the Storm might might be listening to this. But, I mean, if the Storm don't sign him, like, they would be mad. And they've proven time and again that they're not mad. Mate, he's going back to the Storm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. And I think in a lot of ways people should just enjoy him for being here because we just get the same bloody story every week. Oh, well, the Tigers have got to sign him and if Cameron Smith keeps playing, this, just let him play. It's a trade. It's a swap. Let's just enjoy what's happening now. All right, we've got Jacob Little. We've got uh, young Simpkin, who's apparently really good as well. Uh, he'll be pushing through next year. You never know. You might even see Luke Brooks move into our... Uh, into the hooking role. What? A la Ben Hunt and what? a la a few other guys yeah, as well. Man, you're, you're letting you're yourself just down sometimes. Here's an alternative approach, you know. Mate, fall head over heels with the bloke. Just, in, just love him. I'm, that's what I'm doing. No, you're not. You're, distance, you're emotionally distancing no, yourself no, from no, him you're now. Getting, no, you've got that all wrong. You're saying, oh, papers, uh, let's be aware that there's other guys coming through. You're trying to create a stop. And that's because you are falling in love with him and you're afraid of oh, the commitment. I love it. He's going to leave, mate. Enjoy it, though. He's going to go and win the Dallium. He might propel you to seventh, you know, the, the sky heights of seventh. And uh, and then just be upset. Create your, your conspiracy theories heading towards the end of the season. Convince yourself he'll stay. Get upset when he doesn't. Get upset at whomever. Get upset at the storm. No, it's going to happen, I'm trying mate. to avoid all just that stuff. Just do it. Let it go. I'm trying to avoid it. That's all. You were denying yourself the truth. Yeah. I reckon the Tigers are going to go three from three, actually. I'm going to change my tune there. Oh, yeah. Three from three. Yeah. I reckon yeah. it's going to be 28-20 uh, to the Tigers. Okay. Hopefully we can kick a goal. Is that all you got? That's it. Okay. Um, there's no because of the scramble. There's oh, no a couple uh, for mines. Yeah, but there's no um. What could have been this week? Yeah, no. no so you get you getting over what could have been because I, I think it's one of the best parts of the show. Just look, I'm reading your body language. It's just a bit of work. Just there's work that goes bit of into work, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. It's your call. There's work that it's goes your into call. it. Uh, tell us what you think of what could have been, uh, listeners out there. I mean, this show is for you, obviously. We you know we don't do this for ourselves or any sort of indulgence. So. Um, Let's take some listener, listener questions, Sparks. Yeah. Well, Ben Chine said he wouldn't mind a bit more yarning and a bit less X's and O's for mine. You reckon we've delivered that time? I think so. I yeah. think we have. So that's good. You know, that's a sort of... We'll ask know, Ben, yeah. Some constructive sort of feedback and we're happy to sort of, you know, we're happy to do what the listeners want in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, maybe not in every way, but in a lot of ways. I, I would say, um, like I would put forward to you, Sparks, with respect mm-hmm. that... You are the driver of X's and O's conversation. Well, okay. Well, I took it on board today. I didn't talk about the Cronulla Manly but, game, but for example. No, but this is an invitation for you to say yes. I think it's an important part of the show. I think X's and O's are important to discuss. Oh, well, look, you know, I hope you enjoyed the show, Ben. That's all I hope, you know, more than anything. Well, do you like X's and O's chat? Just <laughs> yeah, of course I do. It's a trick question. Of course I do. Do you think we should keep it going or think we should listen oh, to Ben? A bit of both. We should, life's about balance, I guess. How's this? Do you think podcast? we need more yarning? Oh, I think he gets a bit of yarn from us, so, you know. It's anyway, we've got to keep pushing through You can't answer a question, here. can you? Angus Bowen's got in touch and said, Fuck any me. reason behind using dotted paper rather than lined or even gridded? Uh, that was on my run sheet that I sort of put on social media. as a fair question. 
Uh, it's my Better Half's notebook that I've ripped a few pages out. Uh, she works as a designer. I've got the actual answer from it. It says, it's a designer's notebook for sketching, not just for writing. So fuck the lines off, okay? Gee, I didn't, wasn't expecting that. Uh, the Grid 2, Dots of the Tits. Okay, that, that's her exact language. So there you go. Cheers, Danny. Uh, has anyone else got in touch with you? I've got one more for mine here. Has he got anything or? Uh, not off the top of my head. You got one, yeah. So I just you, got you, one you more. With this? Yeah. I just got one from Michael Sullivan. Now, Mickey. he's he's come to me and he said, he's given me that, uh, I guess, that little video of um, Hipgrave from the, the Titans. You know, he's sort of tackling one of the Broncos players and it sort of looked like he was humping him or something like that. Have you right. seen that? No. And he's just said, mate, some of the guys thought this could be mentioned on the hill. I know it's a little lowbrow, but I'll leave that in your hands. Uh, so, firstly, like I just love that people are getting in touch with us, and you know they want to, you know they want to, they want to, they want to get a mention on the show, whatever it might be. We just like, you know, we like the dialogue. Uh, I don't know about the lowbrow nature. I mean, are we a lowbrow cast? Probably not. Are we lowbrow blokes? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what I would say in the future, if you if you're not, there's a lot of lowbrow in as well. Look, we're, if we're you're not of- sure. Well, hang on. Just to answer, to answer the, question the question on the, on the, on the cast. Okay, yeah. I think we're, you know, we take our sort of uh, guidance from Rudyard Kipling's uh, poem, If, you know. Okay. I mean? And that's to walk with kings but not lose the common touch. Well, that's right. Okay, excellent. If you will. Uh, but I would just say, if you're looking to get in touch with us, for a for mine or for whatever it might Reason. be, when in doubt... Send it through. Yeah. All right. We just, right. we just, we'll just, we'll, we'll get our hands on anything. If there's a bit of leg, then we're into it. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Th- there, there is one here actually that I don't think we touched on last week. And tell me if I'm wrong. I know we've got to go here. So Angus Bowen, good friend of the show and has been a good contributor. Mm. Uh, hello, Peasant Sparks. Long time listener, first time asked. Uh, I have a question for Fermon. After last week's controversial forward pass call, uh, all I've been thinking about is the innumerable amount of forward passes from dummy half that I'm sure have changed many a game. Do you think there should be more policing from the touch judges for these, or do you think it would just end up becoming a game of scrums? Thank you for your time. Thank you, Angus. Now, we didn't raise this a few weeks ago, did we? When Angus I don't think this, so. I do have views on this, and I was telling yeah. you about this the other day, Sparks, and I don't want to um, get into too much. Do you want to di- labour on it? Or? I don't want to labour on it too much because of our time constraints. But uh, I think you're exactly right, Angus. I think that the I think rugby league has got its um, priorities wrong when you think of the way they police a knock on versus a forward pass. The, the forward pass is a very important part of the game, as in making sure the ball goes backwards. Because rugby league is all about the advantage line; it's all about territory and moving forward. Passing the ball forward, whether it be flat or a little bit forward, is an advantage that you are gaining cheaply, in my view. And I think it should be policed very hard, much harder than it is. So I see so many dummy halves now, like attempting to pass the ball very flat, often verging on forward, mm. um, out from dummy half, and they get away with it time after time after time. And I think it's a very, very cheap way of getting yourself over the advantage line. I think you should be punished way more than they are. And I think they should take that kind of um, punishment and reverse it for knock-ons as well, because there's no advantage to knocking the ball backwards. But it seems in rugby league that every time you drop the ball now whichever way it goes it's knock on yeah there was one in the Tigers game I yeah think. I don't like I don't like it you know I don't think that like that should be punished as harshly as it is it's not touch footy it doesn't matter if the ball is, is uh, knocked backwards it's the team that knocks it backwards that gets a punishment anyway and I think that they should be harsher on four passes I concur and it also really fucking annoys me, I just say, just to finish off, how many times a backline cannot complete a play because they all play so flat oh, yeah. that if one thing goes wrong, the three-quarter, the centre three-quarter and the winger have overrun it. It mm. looks so ugly. Play, f- play from depth, boys. Make mm. your legs get yourself over the no, advantage line, not the ball being propelled forward. 
penalise forward passes. Absolutely. Well, you thank Brett Kamali for that sort of stuff, mate. And Chris Anderson. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. We're going to have some news on what we're going to do with this hot, hot spot stuff uh, in relation to the hill. I don't know. I like doing the cast in person. I don't like doing it remotely. Sparks agrees. <laughs> Give us some advice, some suggestions. I'm half thinking of giving Sparks this equipment right now so he can just do this solo. Um, I'd prefer to listen to him. Uh, I'm sure you guys would agree. Just an hour. Uh, of <laughs> I think so. I'm thinking about it, but I don't think you know how to work it with respect. No, that's sad. That's sad, but true. Mm. All right. All right. Enjoy Uru, the go, go well, the hotspot. Cheers.